For those of you wondering what that is, that's the sound of a pterodactyl screaming. Isn't that right, Daniel? This is the best way to start anything ever, but yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Pass the Time Podcast. You're here with me, AJ Wozniczynski, and my co-host again, Daniel from Pop Culture Convo Podcast. I'm back. Um, I don't know if you guys have checked out my newest episode, Cowboy Bebop. But do it. About that. It's do so it now. Good. So good. But uh, yeah, more episodes are in the works. And they always will be. Always will <laughs> pterodactyl but we have a pretty awesome show for you guys today i mean uh it's been a long time since we've done a micro pasta show oh, micro-pastas. and dan has done all the work for me today and found all the stories so we're gonna be reading it's not my time wendigo eyes which for some reason got the song betty davis eyes stuck in my yeah. head i was also thinking of hungry eyes too hungry wendigo eyes, eyes. I got that feeling between you and I. <laughs> no. <laughs> the next one is dolls. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what hides in the dark. These eyes. <laughs> Colophro- what, what's colrophobia? Is that, am I saying that right? Colrophobia is the fear of clowns. So mm. that is going to be a good... Uh, I, think, I think everyone I think has the fear of clowns. A good thing. I think, uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend had this conversation like just a few days ago that like... Clowns are not a joyous thing anymore. Like no. they're, it's more mainstream that people completely hate them than yeah. people like them. Like just thinking of a time when clowns were universally loved is just insane to us now. It's like having a mullet. Yeah, it's just we think that's crazy. They're an old. Well, I think it's just because before they were associated with joy, but now they're kind of associated with like child predators and terror stuff like that. And <laughs> yeah, it's just the not knowing of what's behind the makeup. I think. Yeah. That's what's really scary. And the fact that they just look creepy. And they just look creepy as fuck. And uh, I was in a thrift store, and I guess somebody had a collection (laughs) of clowns taped to or glued to benches. And there must have been like at least 40 of these little figures. And they were the creepiest things I've ever seen. How do you live in a house with those? I know. I would be terrified that they would come to life and just slit my throat when I was asleep. When I was a kid, it's a little side story. There's a lot of side stories, but this is a little side side story. story. That's what we're all about. So watched poltergeist with my brothers and there's that clown scene and i was fucking terrified of clowns and then my mom um bought a clown statue and he's weird he had like one hand on his hip and then the other hand was holding balloons (laughs) and she put it on my dresser and just faced it towards me so i could never sleep because i thought the clown was going (laughs) to kill me (laughs) that sounds terrifying dan yep so that clown got fucking, <laughs> I think, he got donated. Destroyed, destroyed into the donation bin. Well, I was scared. I like I remember contemplating smashing it, but I also remember that episode of uh, Goosebumps where Slappy gets smashed and like the, the evil soul in the dummy gets released. So I was like, okay, we want to contain it. And then he goes into the child. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want him to be like, Harrison doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> and our last story is Dreamcatcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we will be reading six Good. stories today, but before we get into all that, there's always stuff to talk about. Always. So we're going to jump into that. Um, there's actually a story. I, I was looking uh, for creepy pastas, and I found this was kind of funny. Uh, I found a story that I needed to talk to Dan about, so yes. I haven't even told him what story it was. Or I didn't tell him what story it was, <laughs> but then he found the same story. Yeah. But luckily, he, for me. he didn't read it. 
so I can spoil it for him and for all of you. Um, <laughs> it was called the Unsold Donkey Kong game, and if you've been listening to the show religiously, then you know that we love any like oh. video game creepy pastas. Even though they're all the same practically, but who cares? They're yeah. just still fun because it's a little bit of nostalgia, so that's probably why we like them. But I read this this morning, and <laughs> my girlfriend was beside me, and I'm like laughing, and she's like, "What?" What's wrong? I'm like, this is the fucking most weird creepypasta ever. <laughs> and it, I had to actually read the comments to figure out, figure everything out about this. But um, it wasn't a legit creepypasta. It was written, I guess it was like an ad lib thing, like yeah. just made up on the spot by on this podcast called Sleepy Cabin Podcast. I haven't heard of it. What's I, up? I'm not sure. I'm assuming they, maybe they do the same thing as us. We'll have to check oh, it out. If parallel universe. Oh, oh, oh. If you're fans of this show, just oh give them a listen. Oh, my God. Tell them who sent you. We got to check that out. We do. <laughs> I need to know. But, okay, I'll tell you the what I really took away from this. Just <laughs> that it was a really well-written satire. Like, well, it was a poorly written satire, but that's what... That's the made, point. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's the point. Um, it starts off like any other creepypasta involving a game. Uh, just like a person starting off their day, they're like, oh, it's a, it was a beautiful sunny day outside. Uh, but then the second, <laughs> second sentence is what really threw me for the loop. He's like, my father just fucked me in the ass, <laughs> but it was really sunny out, so I didn't really mind. So right there I'm like, okay, so this is a joke, yeah. but I need to see where this goes. Like I want to see if they address that line any later in the story, and they don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, this, so this kid, of course, oh, I got my allowance. I wanted to go buy a game. So he goes to a garage <laughs> sale, of course, cliche, oh, with sale. his mom, and he finds Donkey Kong uh, Donkey Kong 64 or something, Donkey Kong Country. But, of course, the sticker's ripped off, and it's just written on there. So he plays this game, or he gets home, and then this is the next line that made me laugh. Uh, he's like, oh, and then the uh, fucking theme song came on, and... The same theme song I heard a year ago when I was one years old. That nostalgia factor really bringing me yeah. back. Like this, like a one-year-old was playing N64. I think that's just like, a, well, what I gather is, you know, people are like, oh, I'm a 90s baby, and they're born in like 1999. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. You so, don't remember the 90s. <laughs> you don't remember I shit. think that's why. I think it's a shot at that. Exactly. Hilarious. That's why it was so good. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it's just... Typical stuff happens. What else happened? Uh, his, uh, he tries to like Skype with his friend, but he's two years old, so this whole story, the rest of the story is just ridiculous. His mom also appears behind him with her face just painted red for some reason, mm -hmm. and they like they never really address that again. And he's like, oh, that's just classic goofy mom. And then at the end, like his friend, like he wasn't able to like, his friend wasn't able to message him back, and then it showed his friend message him back, and it's just like a uh, character from the game holding his friend's head saying this is real <laughs> who, who was it which I, character i forget i didn't i don't remember any of the donkey kong characters was other it than diddy kong it wasn't diddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so maybe check that out it's called the unsold donkey kong game <laughs> <laughs> we i would read it but it's just it's terrible yeah maybe on the next crappy pasta show mm -hmm. revisit it i just thought it was funny that uh you came across the same path or creepy pasta and you're like oh i found what it's called the unsold donkey kong yeah <laughs> like because there's so many of them but just the fact that there was it had to do with like a video game cartridge that i just like i have to read this and exactly like, Don't read it. <laughs> but yeah it was a fun creepy pasta to read but it's not the best creepy pasta to read yeah it seems pretty ridiculous <laughs> but uh ne next we want to talk about uh, we went to actually to a comic book store oh. yesterday. It was a lot of fun. And uh, oh yeah, Dan, why don't you tell uh, tell the fans about the cool comics you got? Some of the finds. Okay, well we'll we'll start it off. Before we get into the story, we got to take it back a little bit earlier, and then 
when we're in Toys R Us. Oh, they need context, you see. But then we're going to give you more backstory and go even before that. To the um, day before. No, it was like 10 minutes before Toys R Us. We were at Tim Hortons. Now, for those American listeners or outside of Canada, anywhere, Tim Hortons is a little coffee shop named after the great Tim Horton. Uh, played for the Leafs. That's too far back. We're in the 20s now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We anyway, way too far back. back. So roll up the rim is happening, and, you know, you buy coffee, and you roll up the rim, and there's you can win a prize. So we're sending Tim Hortons. Uh, all four of us are playing Dragon Ball Z Dokken Battle. This is a fun little game I reviewed on my podcast a long time ago when I was just a casual player, not when I played it 24-7. Now we're, like, professionals. Addicted. I actually get paid accounts. to play it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, we're like... Oh, let's go to Toys R Us and see what's cracking there. So when Toys R Us, nothing was really cracking there. And then someone suggested something about comic book stores. And then we ended up going to this comic book store. Um, yeah, it's super cool. The main level was all like kind of pop vinyls and newer stuff. Some compendiums. Compendiums? Compendiums. Yes. I didn't mean to say compendiums. I was, Anyways. I, I was actually very disappointed. Uh, they had uh, Joe Hill's Lock and Key hardcover on sale for 15 bucks. That was like the only like sale they had on the first floor yeah and i had already bought that i needed the second one yeah <laughs> and i bought the first one and i paid like 20 something online and that was i was like oh that's a discount so i was yeah. kind of pissed about that but continue well there was some cool like i well i thought it was cool because some of the pop vinyls they had like they had the uh, golden claptrap from the mystery box the game oh, yeah. bo- the game uh, gamestop exclusive and so that was cool to see they had some neon batmans which aren't really rare at the moment but i think they're gonna be um Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine hadn't seen him. There was like a metallic C-3PO. Oh, they had Beavis and Butthead. The Beavis and Butthead. Those were... Oh, I wish I would have bought Ross those. Ross Geller. <laughs> Ross Geller. They had NFL ones too, which is like I've never ever seen sport ones before. They always have them at Pylon, but they charge like 20 bucks Pylon's for very expensive. <laughs> and they had Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, Boba Fett. Um, yeah, this was the main floor. A lot of pop vinyls, uh, some trading cards, and then a very small manga section. It was strange. Yeah, it's like they had would have like the third issue in a series and nothing else. Yeah. So for um, a comic book sh- shop, you'd think they'd have, like, a, lot a pretty more. vigorous manga section. Yeah. Like, vigorous probably isn't the word. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just big. Big something. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. And then, well, the coolest thing that I saw on the main floor was they had colossal editions of uh, Attack on Titan, which kind of like the this big. It's not a three-in-one, though. It was a five-in-one. And it was big. And, you know, obviously Attack on Titan. They're like, oh, it's got to be colossal, colossal Titan, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so super cool. But it was, like, $70. And oh, like, you don't have those at your store? No, do you have those? Yeah, we have okay. uh, the first one. The Colossal Yeah, the Colossal one. I always look through them because they're so cool. Me? Okay, well, I'm going to have to make a trip to yeah. that store then. So because if, they for those overpriced. who don't know what we're talking about, they're, if you haven't read uh, any manga, Attack on Titans, a pretty cool one yeah. where these Titans like just eat people. It's yeah. pretty <laughs> awesome. But uh, they have these Colossal editions that are like five times the size of the regular book. So it's like reading a giant graphic novel. Yeah, and that's awesome. They are just... <laughs> Dope. Dope. <laughs> AF. Okay, well, I need to buy one now. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so then uh, we saw that there was an upstairs. So we went upstairs, and it was just this crate, this room just filled with boxes of comics. They were all, like, back issues and stuff like that. Um, but then we found there was a bunch of, it was, like, discount graphic novels, so we're flipping through it. We found, like, original, Sin, like, the first editions of the Sin City graphic novels, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah and then i found or well did you find anything and you didn't find anything, i found right? like a couple things like i wanted to buy, buy they had absolute watchmen yeah. which is like a hundred dollar graphic novel for the whole absolute one and yeah. it was for 40 bucks but it wasn't in great condition no yeah so if it was like mint i would have paid 40 for it yeah. but well, and then there was the uh was it t- it was a vault of horror or no haunt oh. of fear it was uh the EC archives. It was was which one was it though? I think it was a Vault of Horror. It, might have been it was Vault number of horror. one Vault yeah. of Horror. And Before by R.L. Stein, which is I haven't mm-hmm. seen. I've seen it on Amazon because I think they, I don't think they sell them anymore. I think it was just like a limited run type thing. Yeah, and they're, we they're probably should have bought it. Yeah, we're idiots because <laughs> like, it was in it was in good condition. The yeah. dust jacket had a, like a little rip in it, but it's like who gives a shit? And it was twenty five bucks. We should have tried to talk them down too. Yeah, we're idiots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it also be oh. Uh, they have some cool stuff on display, you know, some old, uh, old rare comics. comics rare comics, yeah. The, the coolest one was were cool. Yeah, oh, there was a lot of action figures, mm-hmm. some DBZ action figures. There's a Trios of Horror one that was oh. uh, Homer eating donuts, yeah, like the uh, donut torture when he was machine. in hell, and it was functional. You turn the crank and the donuts go in his mouth and fall out like his the back of the cherries on. Yeah, and <laughs> that is awesome. It was so cool, but it was what was it like eighty bucks or something? For this little uh, yeah, so I'm not sure. I, like been cool they had some have. cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I like how they had the. Uh, it was like that girl getting eaten by the Freddy worm. Oh <laughs> from, yeah, I think Dream Warriors. That like, was actually one of their reasonable priced items. It was yeah. like what was it twenty five? Yeah, like that. with collectibles like that and stuff. Because I like I who knows how old that is. Exactly, I don't and think it's new. We're never gonna find it. No, <laughs> they, they that had too. some really cool shit. Um, also. They had a, oh. the what if edition of oh, if uh, Venom became Deadpool, like, yeah. and I thought that was cool, but it was two hundred dollars yeah. for like the the issue, and I was just like, oh, like that'd be neat, but mm-hmm. I can pay thirty dollars and get the Venom Venom uh, compilation book that has that story plus Does a bunch it of other ones. In there? Yeah, I was reading it at work the other day. Oh but my god! I was just like, oh, I I want to buy this and sit down and read it. I don't want to just have to skip yeah. through it at work. I would definitely buy that. But I just love Deadpool. Love Venom. Make a trip to your circle. Oh. But we're worry. Yeah, so that was cool. Another cool one that they had was The Killing Joke in comic form, which was super, super cool um, because that's one of the best graphic novels ever. And which ones did you buy? You bu- you came out with, like, a stack oh, yeah. of stuff. Oh, oh, we're getting there. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> um, so I'm flipping through the graphic novels, and they had old trade paperbacks of the like x-men comic books like 90s like like i opened it up copyright 1993 1994 like they had days of futures past um the mirror island saga uh slave island like just classic episodes in comic form so those were awesome they were two dollars each which i like thought was a steal they were really awesome they were in great condition for being almost 20 23 years old yeah it's like the our age um what else did i buy i bought those um some loose editions. X, yeah. Well, I bought another trade paperback. Was uh, X Force versus Spider Man or and Spider Man? Cables on the cover. Spider Man's cover. I'm like, okay, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I noticed there's a bunch of Mad magazines. So I was kind of flipping through them, and then I noticed that it was in a bin of 25 cent comics. So I'm flipping through it. I found an EC Weird Science uh, comic, which is one of their comics, like Vault of Horror, Haunt of Fear. It was a reprint from like 1992, yeah. but still, it was awesome. It was in perfect condition. Found a Star Wars comic, um, Vader's on the cover. Yeah, Lord cool. invade you. What else did I get? There's a well. I was kind of there was um, West Coast Avengers, so I grabbed a couple of those because I saw War Machine on the cover and I'm like, oh, War Machine, so cool. <laughs> uh, I wish I would have like written down or taken a picture of them. Yeah, you should. Well, if you follow uh, Pop Culture Convo on Instagram, Instagram, there'll be a picture soon. Yeah, I, I was so. gonna. I was I was gonna do a, a little comic shelfie. Exactly. 
What else did I get? You got you there was like something a nice else stack. that was cool. There was Fantastic Four that I got where um, Human Torch like quits for some reason. I don't know why. He just decided to be an accountant. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> it's like no more flame on. I just really want to crunch these numbers. You yeah, know? exactly. Make an honest living. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> that was a good comic book adventure. Oh, to finish off the comic book adventure, we went thrifting today. We did. Um, didn't find too much. Yeah, what did you come out with? You came out with a couple finds. I came out with a Rugrats VHS, an orange cassette tape. I was like, oh, so cool. Had five episodes. And Batman Beyond the movie, which was also cool. What did you come out with? I Funny that uh, it's the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, oh. and I found a 10th anniversary Pokemon DVD, the Charizard one featuring three Charizard episodes. Fucking cool. And I just wish they had the, like, the whole collection there, because I would have bought them all. Yeah, it was cool, actually. And it was, yeah, it was so neat. It's just, I wish it was, I kind of wish it was Pikachu to go with the uh, Nintendo 2DS yeah. that I got. you'll find it. But I will. Um, One of these days. It was cool, though, because there, like there was a silent auction display case, and it had a bunch of old Star Wars comics, and then it had uh, Batman Death in the Family, the one where the Joker fucking kills Robin, which I think, <laughs> like, I find it's hilarious, because I just bought it, like, obviously it's a reprinted edition. It's got the new DC logo on it, but it was cool to see that old DC logo. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought it was hilarious, because uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, basically they DC had a phone and poll where it was, like, You'd phone and say, like, I want Robin to die. I want him to live. And they fucking killed him. The fans killed him. Murdered. They murdered him, essentially. The fans hated Robin. That's they what it is. Him. I can't remember which Ro- I, I think it was Jason Todd, but I'm not sure. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Last thing I think we want to talk about before we uh, jump into our horror fix is, uh, I think I posted this on the Facebook account, but I just need to talk about these. Um, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Oh. It's a series on YouTube. Where these, uh, there's a couple like uh, puppets, and then this guy dressed up in this red suit with this mop head is it's it's pretty ridiculous. Creepy. It's like presents itself as a children's show, but they have a song where <laughs> the, it just gets progressively darker throughout the song, and they're they're well written songs, and it's just <laughs> creepy. It's so it's just so great to watch. Like I'll post it again on the Facebook page, but you have to check those out. It's don't hug me. I'm scared, but now it is time to jump into our horror fix. So to start off this horror fix, I wanted to talk about uh, dying light and their DLC. The following. So if you don't know, uh, dying lights, a zombie video game, which is like parkour. Kind of you run across houses and, it's fucking awesome, is all I got to say. But I would uh, talked about it a lot um, earlier on in the podcast. I used to have it for Xbox One. I rebought it for PS4 so that I could play it through and buy the DLC. Um, I have not purchased it yet because I'm playing through the story. But in the new DLC, it adds a storyline, which looks very culty. Like, there's a new cult, and I guess you have to bring it down. Um, there, you get to actually drive vehicles, which you couldn't do in the first one. They completely enhance all the gameplay, so it's smoother. Like, it already feels pretty smooth, but I guess it's even smoother now. Better graphics. And there's new weapons, so, like, crossbows and shit like that. So I'm excited for that. And it just, like, Dying Light, probably my favorite zombie game ever. And I've played a lot of zombie games. I mean, The Last of Us was great. It would probably be on the same level, but I just had so much fun playing Dying Light with all the upgrades and enhancements, finding weapons. Just great. If, like, you haven't played it, it's a good chance to 
buy the following and get all the DLC in one, or you could pay like 20 bucks for the original game and just pay another 20 bucks for the DLC. I haven't played it, <laughs> so I don't man. really have anything. I've watched uh, Gray play it like once, and I think he just kept jumping off a like crane and dying <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Yeah, when you jump off the crane, you're just like right before you die, it like blacks out, so you yeah. don't get to see yourself splat or anything. <laughs> but you actually feel like dizzy when you like jump off stuff. You're like get scared. It feels yeah. like you're falling off. It's good shit, but. Make sure you check that out if you haven't played it. Except the ending of Dying Light sucks ass, so just be disappo- be, be ready for disappointment on the ending of the regular campaign. Oh, Living Dark? That was racist. Can we cut that out? <laughs> 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 on to our next subject, Jeepers Creepers 3. A.K.A. <laughs> Cathedral, I think. <laughs> Very exciting. It uh, has the same director as the first two Jeepers Creepers. That's uh, Victor Salva. So that's exciting. Uh, there hasn't been a date released for this movie. but Yeah, IMDb says they're aiming for a 2017 release. Mm-hmm. But this movie's been in the works for like 10 years. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it should have been out already. I mean, I like the first and second one. Like, second one wasn't as good as the first. No, the first one's so But scary. the first one was so creepy. Much creepy. Ugh. The third one, it takes uh, Trish, played by Gina Phillips. She sets out to kind of kill the creeper, or what is he, a gargoyle? That's the what jeeper. He yeah, <laughs> he was a jeeper, creeper. But yeah, she's like, I guess in the new movie, she's like rich and well off, and she sets out to kill the guy, or the creeper, because the creeper killed her brother, who was uh, played by uh, Justin Long. Justin Long. I fucking love Justin Long. Yeah, so I think that'll be exciting. It's going to be good. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see it, too. And I just, I don't know, been a long, long time coming, you know? So they should. I really hope they do it right if they're waiting this Justice. long. And they're getting the same director, so his creative juices should <laughs> keep it all in the same realm. Not like some random person that comes in. It's just like, let's just get this done. Yeah. Seems like he'd actually care about it being good. It's taken 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but I really... Don't think I have much else to talk about in the horror fix. Uh, any new stuff you want to talk about? No, no, no. Oh, I'm well. good. I'm just excited for these micro passes because I've read through most of them and yeah. Me too. And let's just yeah. let's do it. Jump into it. The first one. What should the first one we read be? It's not my time. Yeah, it's not my time. Okay. And do you want to read this one or me? Uh, it doesn't matter. Do you? What's the next one? The next one is Wendigo Eyes. Ooh, I haven't read that one, so I can read this one. Okay, and then I'll I read guess. Wendigo Eyes. Sure. She's got Wendigo eyes. (laughs) So here is It's Not My Time, read by Daniel. Sir, can you hear me? I was conscious. At least I think I was. It was bright, a little too bright for the time of day. I remember asking myself, how could it be morning already? The bartender just said it was last call, and I haven't even gotten my beer yet. Then I realized I was staring into headlights. Sir, blink your eyes twice if you can hear me. I could hear. My senses were working just fine. At that moment, I would even say they were heightened. I could hear the crackling in his voice and the crickets chirping in the background. He sounded audibly shaken, and who could blame him? He was just a boy, and I can only imagine what I must have looked like. A deafening silence filled the air, and that's when I saw it. Just off in the distance was a figure cloaked in black. Towering in stature, ominous in its presence. Okay, we're losing him. Starting CPR. The road was beautifully illuminated with red and blue lights. Dare I say there was something almost soothing about the repeating patterns. I could see the cloaked creature making its way towards me with its outstretched hand eager to drag me away from this world. I can't feel a pulse charging the paddles. Closer and closer it crept. 
I wasn't ready to go. How did I end up here? How could I be so stupid? Clear! I felt a tingle shoot across my chest and watched the hooded beast get jettisoned back. Still nothing. Charge them again. Clear! Further back, the cloaked figure was pushed. It was working. This was my second chance. I could feel the fire in my chest, and the reaper was in retreat. Then I heard it. Time of death, 1.27 a.m. No, I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to... dynamite dynamite i like i like perspective stories like that yeah i like i was like in and out mm-hmm. i really like that um what do you rate it uh if i was gonna rate that uh probably go like six and a half six and a half out of seven, ten yeah <laughs> micro pastors micro micro pastors micro pastors are hard well it's hard to make an impression yeah. in the short amount of time that you have like he does a good job for, or he or she does a good job mm-hmm. there's no name but like they because they weave in and out and that's why i really like he's like in between two he's in limbo essentially in this exactly in this point but let's just jettison right through this thing oh jettison mm-hmm. so next story is wendigo eyes i will be reading that so let's go Among the native tribes in Canada, legends are told of a supernatural monster with claws and fangs roaming the woods with an endless hunger for human flesh. They called it Wendigo. Many feared this creature greatly, believing it could also possess a person, turning them into cannibals with no hope of being saved. Like you, I was not even aware to the Wendigo's existence until someone told me about the myth, which was a long time ago. This happened one night during a visit with my friend, John Wanamaker, who was living with his grandfather on a local reserve. That evening, John, his grandfather, and me were sitting around a fire, waiting for my parents to pick me up. John suggested on telling ghost stories to pass the time. I was never a very good storyteller, but tried the classic urban legend of found a hook on the car. With John's review of being yawn, I challenged him to do better yet he shrugged and claimed not to know of any to share at the moment. John asked his grandfather if he knew any good stories. John's grandfather told us to come closer to him by the fire. He began with, There are many tales told among our people, and one story is the Wendigo. We drew closer to the grandfather as he continued. Before the Europeans came, before our people walked on this land, the first race lived here. They were giants. When our people came, They were befriended by the first race, yet over time, they enslaved our ancestors. They were worked, tortured, even preyed upon as food. Many years our people called to the Great Spirit for help. The Great Spirit came and was enraged for what the first race did to our people. Their bodies were destroyed. They were condemned to forever wander the land as spirits. Some disappeared into the earth, others retreated deep into the woods, but there was a few that were angered to what befall upon them and sworn revenge upon our people. They possessed the animals and turned them into monsters that terrorized the land. The strongest of the spirits were able to inhibit people, turning them into Wendigo. These souls were damned to crave and eat flesh of the human. When the Europeans came, they were warned, but never did they listen. There were many disappearances and many mysterious deaths, but over time, the killing stopped. Some believed the Wendigo had gone to sleep, others hoped it was defeated, but to most, like the Europeans, was nothing more than a legend. Now and again, a person goes missing or a body found to be killed by an animal, 
are just reminders of all that the Wendigo is still walking here among us. As the fire started to die out, John was asked to get some more wood by his grandfather. He then turned to look at me with a smile. In that second, his eyes appeared awed. I would swear I was staring into the gaze of a snake. The sound of a car horn drew our attention to the driveway as my parents had arrived to take me back home. When I turned to John's grandfather, his eyes were normal. Stunned and confused, he pointed over to the car and said with a smirk, best be going before the Wendigo comes. I ran over to the car and got in. That night, I could not sleep, trying to make sense of what I saw. After a few days, I'd forgotten the situation. Several months later, my family had to move after my father found a new job out of state. John and I tried to keep in touch over the years, but eventually grew apart and lost contact. I've not seen or heard from him in nearly 20 years, until now. You see, the only reason why I told you about the legend and shared some of my childhood memories with you so that you could understand and believe what I'm about to say. I only now recall the night with John, his grandfather, and me from watching the news a few days ago. The broadcast was reporting the capture of a serial killer that believed to have murdered and cannibalized over 30 people. The name mentioned was John Wanamaker, as I watched him being escorted by the FBI in handcuffs to prison. In a split second, I swear when he looked towards the camera, his eyes appeared to be like those of his grandfather from that night. So that was Wendigo Eyes. Pretty creepy. I, like, I thought it was good. <laughs> I like the uh, Canadian aspect. Yeah. It makes it uh, a little close to home, and the Wendigo is creepy as fuck. Yeah, I, I'll wait. Like, in folklore, super scary. Super scary. A cannibal. A human turns in. Well, what is it? A human turns into a monster after... After, like, the... I don't know, this Wendigo makes its... Turns them into a one. Some, some weird. Some weird. Yeah, <laughs> some weird. Very creepy. Um, if I was rating this out of 10... Probably give this like a 7.5. I enjoyed it. Maybe about a solid 8. Just Ooh. because, well, <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be a pun. Very gratuitous. 8. <laughs> um, but yeah, just because, like, it was just really, I thought it was like really creepy because obviously cannibals exist in our world. And I don't know, I just, that'd be super scary if, oh, there are, if, I don't know. Well, it's just like, scary. It's, it's scary. like a folklore tale that's like told in Canada and like Wendigo is pretty, pretty well known around here. Yeah, pretty well done. If you don't know them, then uh, read it, look it, look it up. Read it scared up. the shit out of you. What's the next one, Dolls? The next one is Dolls. Oh, my God. Are you okay. ready to read that, Dan? Yes, buckle your fucking seatbelts, because this one is scary. Here we go. I love making them beautiful. Pale porcelain skin. Ruby red, shiny lips. A little bit of polish on their glass eyes. Floral little dresses. I've been building my collection for years now. Some people are into sports memorabilia, some into cars. I guess it's weird for a grown man to be into three-foot-tall dolls, but I'm not sexual about it. I just feel so at ease around them, like that they are just like me. The guys that make them and sell them online do phenomenal work. You have to look hard for them, though. There isn't a huge market for porcelain dolls anymore, and the market is definitely customer-heavy. I've gotten into quite a few bidding wars with little old ladies. Once you get hooked on them though, you don't want to skimp anymore. You want the real thing. The bona fide, hand-dipped, crafted, and painted ones. The ones that have that distinct, musty smell. With paint you have to lovingly touch up every year or so, or it begins to fade. The ones that have that smile that's almost alive. Heaven. Then one day you get the email. With a specific set of instructions and contact info, you're in. 
you finally made it into the inner circle. They mail you the hacksaw, the melon baller, then the 55-gallon drum of moldable plastic. I'm sweating right now. I've already picked out the dress and the shoes. The lipstick is laid out on the bedspread next to the clothes. The tarp is laid out, and the moldable plastic is just hot enough to unmold. I've already made the phone call for the pickup. Everything is perfect for me to finally create a doll myself. As I tie off the tourniquets to stem the upcoming blood flow, I can barely contain myself. I'm so excited. My hands are shaking so bad after I cut the first leg off at the knee. The second cut is so sloppy. It's alright. The shoes I bought will cover it. Next thing to do is pop those eyes out. I picked out some really nice ones with purple irises. They're just so beautiful. I guess this is it then. It'll be hard enough to get into the barrel blind. I won't be able to type. Oh, did you think this story was about making someone else into a doll? That's disgusting. Why make dolls when you can be one? That story was creepy as fuck. That was fucked. That, I, that's all I, I, I thought gross I was reading it. But yeah, <laughs> it was like scary, very scary. Yeah, see, I thought he was making like a child. That's what I thought one, too. And I'm like, I'm like, what if he's doing it for himself? And I'm like, no, that would make sense. But yeah. then it did make sense. Yeah. So I'm going to give that one, I'll give that one like a 9 out of 10. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely getting a 9 out of very 10. Very good. But so creepily done. We have, uh, I think we're just going to do one more and we're going to save the last two for when we get Dan back here because we're a little short for time. But Is it colorophobia? No, I think we're going to do, we're going to save uh, colorophobia. Yeah, colorophobia. Say that again. I don't know, colorophobia? Yeah, that, that word. And Dreamcatcher, we're saving those. For the next time Dan's here, but we'll read, I'm not afraid of the dark, I'm afraid of what hides in the dark. Oh, shit. Because this one sounded pretty scary to me. So I'm going to read that one right now. I'm frightened. When my mother left me alone to move in with my father, I had to move in with my grandparents. I was always afraid to sleep over at my grandparents' house. I felt as if someone was watching me. I could throw my covers up over my head and force my eyes closed until I fell asleep. The first night, it wasn't all that bad. I mean, I missed my mother, and I wondered why she had left, but my grandmother didn't want me to talk about her. I kept my sadness to myself, and we went through the day. We watched true crime shows. She'd made me sit in front of her in a chair and brushed my curly, knotted hair. We talked about school and how it was going to feel to have to go to another school, which I didn't mind because I really didn't have friends at my old school. We talked about some of the things that were going on in the show, and she started to rant about how this generation was messed because of what the show was going on about. I tried to explain that this episode was based on the 70s, but she wouldn't listen to me. Dinner came around, and my grandfather came home from work and the bar. You could still smell cheap whiskey on his breath. He was drunk, but he wasn't one of those mean drunks. He really liked to talk about when he was a teenager while he was drunk, basking in the memories of his youth. I always loved to listen to his stories and imagine how different our generations were. We all sat at the dinner table. My brother finally left his dark, musky room to join us for dinner, with his headphones still blaring music into his ears. He didn't even seem to notice me, even though I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. As we ate, it got late, and I began to feel an overwhelming sense of dread. I knew that someone would be watching me. I stayed up as late as I could, but my grandfather told me that I needed to get some sleep, that they had fun plans for me tomorrow, and that I needed to be well rested. I asked if I could stay up a little longer, and he said that I could as long as I was able to get up at 6 a.m. I agreed and continued to watch my crime shows. 
He left the living room and went to his room and turned off the light. I wondered how he was so comfortable with the lights being off. I was always afraid to turn the lights off, but I knew that I would always end up having to. I couldn't sleep with the lights on. After a while, my brother slithered out of his room and sat in the chair next to me. He was quiet and just stared at the TV. He looked so tired, like he hadn't slept in days. I knew he wouldn't tell me why he looked so tired, so I didn't bother asking him. We sat there in silence and just watched TV together for about an hour. Then I got up and got ready for bed. No, don't go to bed yet. Trust me, he said looking at me with fear in his eyes. Why not, I asked him, confused as hell. Because I don't want to scare you, he said slowly, looking back at the TV. Who would scare me? What are you talking about? Just don't go to bed yet. Not until after 4 a.m., he said with his blank stare returning. Kevin, I have to be awake by 6 a.m. I'm not staying up till 4 and only getting two hours of sleep. He stopped talking and kept his eyes on the TV. He didn't talk to me again. Around 2 a.m. I went to bed. I wish I would have stayed up longer, but I've never listened to my brother. I turned on the light in my new room and closed the door behind me. I felt cold and thick air hit me so hard, it was hard to breathe. I went over to the TV in my room and switched it on, put it to a scary movie. Scary movies had made me calm down and feel relaxed. I walked over to my dresser and it was full of new and clean clothes. I put on a pair that were pink and black, then crawled into my bed. I shut the lamp off next to my bed with my head under the cover. I was almost asleep until I smelt something so bad. It smelt like death. I pulled the covers off over my head and looked for the source. I regret ever taking the blankets off my head. There was a woman at the end of my bed. She was staring at me from the end of my bed. She was just gripping the blanket like she was trying to hold herself up with it. I didn't feel the blanket being tugged away from me at all, but you could clearly see it that she had it in her hands. Her mouth, her mouth was hanging open abnormally long, like it was being taken off its hinges or popped out of the socket or whatever. Her breath smelled like death and rot. That's where the smell was coming from. Her eyes were wandering around and following me around wherever I moved to switch on the lamp on my bedside table. Once I would turn the light on, the woman would be gone and I would feel better but I was unable to sleep with the lights on, so I knew that I would have to switch it off at some point in the night. Once the light was off, she was just there again, breathing heavily, panting like she was in pain or something. I ended up staying up all night staring at the woman, her mouth hanging there. There was nothing but darkness. I got off my bed, and her eyes followed. When I was out of her view, her head snapped towards me, bones crackling and groaning, her mouth still hanging open. No matter how far I walked around to my door, her head would follow me. Her neck snapped and cracked, and her head followed me all the way behind her, like an owl. I don't remember screaming, but my brother ran into my room with the look of terror on his face as he saw the woman staring at me, then slowly turn her gaze to him, her mouth hanging open, right as Kevin turned on the light. I ended up always sleeping with my light on, no matter how shitty my sleep would get. My brother would always check up on me when we weren't staying in the same room watching horror movies. So you see, I'm not afraid of the dark. I am afraid of what's hiding in the dark. Well, that was a fairly, fairly creepy story, Dan. I thought it was really good. I liked the title and the ending. I enjoyed the it. Title. I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the whole story. Uh, I just really didn't enjoy the writing. I was like, oh, I, think, yeah. I think that was the worst written thing we've read all day. But they're probably yeah. pretty young. They probably yeah. didn't really 
type, like, check the spelling mistakes and stuff. That woman was creepy, though. Like, I could picture perfectly yeah. her mouth hanging open. And it was, like, really simple, too. It's like he didn't go overly into detail or anything. Yeah. It was just, it was like... Go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. That one I'm giving an 8.5 out of 10. If it was written better, it could have been perfect, you know? Yeah, I'm giving it an 8... Uh, 8.2 just because of the writing. You know, we change, you changed some stuff because it yeah, didn't it make just, sense. Yeah, but ugh. Other than that, good job, whoever wrote that. And, yeah, I had a good time reading it. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so that's uh, that's going to do it for the show today. We don't have a rate and review. We're kind of stressed for time. But I'll get back at you guys next time. And make sure you like us on Twitter at Pass the Podcast, Instagram at Pass the Time Podcast, Facebook.com slash Pass the Time Podcast. Give us an email. If you have any requests, Pass the Time Podcast at gmail.com. I'm just hammering Pass the Time Podcast in your name. Yeah. And Dan? Make sure that you check out Pop Culture Convo. Um, Pop Culture Convo on Instagram. Sorry. Had a little <laughs> brain, brain lapse there. But uh, yeah, Pop Culture Convo. On Instagram, uh, search Pop Culture Convo on Facebook and Twitter. Follow, like, it's it's all good. Booyah. So we'll be back with some more terrifying tales. We left out Dreamcatcher and Cholrophobia, Fear of Clowns. That oh, one's supposed to be very good. So good. next time Dan's on, we'll read it for you. And I hope you enjoy it. But until then, try not to have too many nightmares. <laughs> <laughs>